Welcome to Gen Z Hoops. Today, I'll be breaking down Game 7 of the Bucks versus Nets second round matchup that had all, all the entire basketball world just taken aback uh, by the brilliant performances by Kevin Durant, Giannis, and just really two incredible teams that had a, a, a legitimate chance and of making it all the way, and many did consider this to be the real NBA Finals, so uh, being, being between the uh, two of the best teams in the league. So let's just get right into it. I mean, the first thing that stuck out to me having attended the game in person was just the the gravity, um, just the feeling of the the noise level, the excitement in the Barclays Center. Um, they've never been able to match the, the New York Knicks and MSG. However, um, there was a, a real feeling of, of unity for that I've never felt in, in Barclays Center before when Giannis was shooting free throws, which he shot a lot of them last night. Um, they would be chanting um, to all the way to 10 very, very quickly, so it wasn't too fair to Giannis because they were counting one, two, three, and that's not how seconds work. Um, however, um, during the 14 free throws that Giannis attempted, uh, they were very loud in all of them. He ended up shooting, ending up shooting eight for 14 for the night. Um, his, he was he's seven for his last nine, so only one for his first five, and that's when the crowd really, really started to get into it. Uh, but definitely heated up as the game went on, which is what ended up letting the Bucks pull out the 115-111 victory. Uh, the biggest thing I want to key on is the matchup between Giannis and Kevin Durant. While they weren't matched up with each other um, at, all, at all during the game, which is something that many critics have po pointed the finger at Giannis about, it still was a defining part of the series and will continue to be what we really remember coming away from this, being that it was the third time in NBA history that there has been a 40-point duel in a Game 7, um, with the most recent um, occurrence being when LeBron James and, and Paul Pierce each had 40 points in Game 7 um, in 2008. And then previously, we had to go back another 50 years um, to 1963 when it was Sam Jones and Oscar Robertson. Um, so definitely, it's a, a historic game from that perspective of just two all-time greats going at it. But really, I mean, thinking about the whole the whole team effort that the Bucks brought, uh, brought forth, um, the Bucks were the only team to have a bench player um, score in this entire game with Pat Connaughton's nine points off the bench. No one else scored. Bryn Forbes and Hadassetokounmpo both combined for six minutes and did not score um, on the Nets. Same kind of same thing where on the Nets, same thing where Jeff Green, Landry Shaman, and Nicholas Claxton combined, where Jeff Green and Landry Shaman combined for about 19 minutes and both went scoreless. Uh, Nicholas Claxton played one second at the end of the game for rebounding purposes, but um, you know, with that one second not really counting, we'll look at it as the, those two bench players for the Nets. Um, so really, it was this was really a battle between the starting lineups for the entire game, which was incredible to watch. Um, really, when when Giannis would come out for a quick breather, you'd see well, Pat Connaughton came in, who who played really well. You'd see Thanasi uh, uh, come in for for a quick energy uh, spark off the bench, and you'd see those starters getting rotated in and out, which was really cool. And the same thing with the with uh, with, with the Brooklyn, you really didn't see that as much because uh, Kevin Durant and James Harden both played the whole game, all 53 minutes, including overtime, um, and and. And instead, you saw Jeff Green coming in and Landry Shaman coming in for Bruce Brown, Joe Harris, and Blake Griffin. Uh, Blake, who ended up fouling out later in the game, uh, much, to the sh um, much to the overwhelming joy of Bucks fans who really don't have a liking to him, similar, very similar to Giannis. But going back to the game as it played out, um, Chris Middleton gave the Bucks a serious pump throughout the game in, in playing his usual self, not his the, the fantastic Chris Middleton that we've seen um, at, in, at Pfizer form and not the dreadful Chris Middleton that we saw in games one, two, and five. So it was really incredible to just see him playing up to his normal standard um, because the Bucks, because the Bucks really needed every every every. Uh, Every, every every ounce of it. Um, and then Drew Holiday started off the game shooting abysmal. Um, shooting about 1 for 18, 1 for 19 from the field until catching fire and making four straight buckets at the end of the game when it really mattered. So he really definitely came up big when it really counted. Playing great defense um, the whole game on James Harden who struggled all night. But definitely great seeing 
um, everyone kind of playing their role, especially right with the at the Bucks. You're looking at PJ Tucker who guarded Katie the mo- most of the game. Now, while he did have 48 points, he was the entire Kevin Durant was the entire show for the net, uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, just putting up 36 shots. Um, and, and really just having the ball in his hands all the, the entire time. A lot of times they'd come down and try to isolate him on the block against P.J. Tucker, and Tucker tried his best to hold his own. Um, just like the Clippers, he tried, and at least the, the Bucks succeeded in pulling out the victory. Um, one big game that I really want to point out is Bruce Brown, who played tremendous basketball. As an undersized big man, it's obviously very difficult to make a big impact for your team. And when the Nets were going small, small with with Bruce Brown at the five, I mean he was being guarded by a Brook Lopez, even a Giannis when they when the Bucks switched up that matchup later on in the game, and they had Giannis on Bruce Brown with Brook Lopez on Blake Griffin, um, which was really interesting. They did, they ran that for a few possessions. I um, mean getting rebounds, right? Getting those putbacks. I mean the, the really the only two points that the that the Nets had in that overtime period were Bruce Brown's uh, off his putback off an offensive rebound, finishing the game with only six rebounds before them were offensive rebounds. Like that 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 tells the whole story as opposed to that last total rebounds number, which, of course, KD, Harden are going to get those those easy defensive rebounds. It's the offensive rebounds that really kept possessions alive for the Nets and allowed them to, to have an answer for a lot of the Bucks' calls. But this next series is going to be very interesting. For the Nets' aftermath of this, um, with all of them entering the uh, an opportunity to sign an extension um, in their big three, it'll definitely be interesting to see how that plays out and how losing prematurely due to injuries is going to, is going to affect that, being that whether the Nets are able to sign them long-term given the injury history. Having sacrificed so many picks that put this team together you really don't have a future so it puts the Nets in, a, in, a, in an interesting spot that we haven't really seen many teams uh, be put in before so that'll be interesting too and then with the Bucks, um, we'll be watching tonight whether to see whether they'll be playing the Hawks or the 76ers and we'll stay tuned for a breakdown on that here on Gen Z Hoops.